Goblins and fiends of all kinds. I was going to say girls, gays. <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> Welcome back to the Haunted Heart Podcast. We're your hosts, Katie. I forgot my name. No, it's Kenny, unfortunately. You had one line. I had one you line. You had one line. Just, I, had, I had one job what? and I failed miserably. Anyway, how the fuck are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah, we're we're rolling strong. First episode of 2021. We are here to make it big. We're here. We're queer. We're living. We're setting our intentions for 2021. We're going to. Here we go. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is the first episode of 2021. How exciting. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. I'm really excited. I say, <laughs> whoa, he said <laughs> with a desperate sense of <laughs> whoa, I am. No, in all honesty, I'm really excited for the path of 2021, wherever it takes the show. Yeah. Just staring down the road. Who knows what's ha- what's going to happen? I mean, last year, you know, we had all of these like plans that just didn't happen. Thanks, Rona. But like true, but I do think that we were able to focus in a way on like core stuff, right? We were able to kind of focus on the heart of the show. We were able to focus on our process a little bit more, iron out some of the kinks because there were a lot of kinks. Honey, let me tell you, we were kinky, Mm, more (laughs) kinks than a BDSM bar on a Saturday night, honey. But we kind of worked through a lot of that and, and I'm feeling really good about where our process is and feeling really good about where the show is. And I'm feeling like we have that kind of forward momentum moving into 2021 to really be able to do some really cool stuff. So absolutely. I'm I'm staying positive because we cannot afford not to be in 2021. (laughs) So I'm positive. I'm positivity. Polly over here doing her thing. Not positive. Polly. (laughs) Positive. Polly. (laughs) Positive. Polly. What was, um, Oh, what was uh, James McAvoy's character in Split? What was that we love? Didn't her name oh, start with a P? Um, Patricia. Patricia. I'm positive Patricia. <laughs> Just put <laughs> a little paprika in it. Whoop. It's got paprika. Great movie. We love Patricia. I mean, not really, but that that character was fucking incredible. I absolutely love Patricia and her long skirt and her like turtleneck. Turtleneck sweater. Absolutely. James McAvoy in that turtleneck sweater with those earrings. Honestly, though, everything. like his entire, that entire character, like his character in general, pretty much could sum up 2020. Like, <laughs> right. it's kind of like the embodiment. I think all of us got there a little bit. Of it. Yeah. Uh, most definitely. I don't know. I'm hoping like that because I know that last year we had kind of planned to do, you know, some of the um, 
what do you call those things? Conventions. Conventions. See, That's I've been in, it's been quarantined so long. I can't even I can't even word appropriately. A convention right now is when me and my two cats walk into the kitchen at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> a convention is every Zoom meeting that you sit on mm. at work mm. ever. And I'm I'm here to tell you what I absolutely love working from home. But there is just something about Zoom culture mm, that mm-hmm. has like been birthed out of all of this that is just really, it's really something, you know, the words yes. that we use, the phrases that we have all seemed to have adopted mm-hmm. throughout, you know, this work from home culture that a lot of us uh, have, that some of us, I should say, have the privilege of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to all of our essential workers out there who've had to go in every day from day one. Uh, risk their health, their body, their mind, all of that to keep things running. Healthcare workers, shout out to you, all of y'all, honestly. Teachers as teachers, well. Yes, teachers as well teachers. who are dealing with the bullshit. Absolutely. Absolutely. But now we have a vaccine. We have a vaccine that's absolutely not going to turn us into zombies. <laughs> I saw a meme. I shared it the other day that. that said that North Carolina's uh, vaccine would be mustard-based. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Sorry, vinegar based while yeah. South Carolina's mustard based. Mustard based. It's pretty yes. good. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. Like, we're just going to strap in and hope for the best. Yeah. Honestly. It's we're, like, no, we're not going to hope for the best. We're going to manifest the best. Manifest we're going to bring it out. We're going to do it. But it's like, was I saw someone post uh, it was another meme where it was like, we're just going to walk into 2021. We're not going to touch anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your mom tells you before you go into the store, you're not going to touch a goddamn thing. You just be quiet. Don't touch anything. Don't look at anything. Mm-hmm. You just walk with a light foot. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do. But before we do that, I believe we have two new invocations that we need to do. Yay! Yay! New Year invocations. This is so exciting because it's the first episode of the new year. We're coming in with fresh energy. We're purging all of that shit that we just spent like 10 minutes talking about. And we are going to embrace moving forward. And one of the most exciting ways to do that is with welcoming new people to the family. Oh, yeah. If you will. To the coven. To the coven, to the cult, to the show. Absolutely. And we have two new fabulous members to welcome today. And I'm going to go first. All right. Well, by all means, go right ahead. I have my happiness candle here. She stands unlit in the darkness. And with it, I am going to invoke Everly E., who is a brand new member of our Stay Spooky squad. Stay Spooky. And folks, standing before me is my own candle that I will dedicate to Sydney M., who is also a member of our Stay Spooky squad because she likes to stay spooky. Fabulous. Your candles are lit and they will shine light not only on you, but on all of us as we head forward into 2021, embracing this positive energy, embracing health, wealth, and happiness, and manifesting that for ourselves and our lives. Absolutely. We love you for it. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, We couldn't do it without you, folks. 
We truly could not. And and it's been one of the things that I'm so thankful for in 2021 was actually, you know, working things out so that we can have consistent content on the Patreon page. Because I know it has been a while that we were just kind of dropping things here and there as we were able to on the feed for you guys. But now there's kind of a, a more predictable schedule of, you know, one spooky smut reading a month, one Netflix and kill per month. And then in between there, whatever other stuff we want to kind of drop on there for you guys, little extra behind the scene video content, things like that. So that's one of the things that I'm most thankful for heading into 2021 is that we have kind of figured out what we're doing over there on Patreon. So thanks everybody for being patient with that. And uh, if you haven't checked it out in a while, definitely check it out. It is a pretty cool space. I you guys so. kind of get to be a little bossy. You get to kind of be our boss. Tell us what you want. I love it. Although we have the nicest patrons ever. Like they never, they they rarely ask for anything from us. And I'm just like, you can ask for things. Like you can. Shit, girl. Sometimes we have to go to them stuff. and be like, yeah. hey, do you want a shirt? Because yeah. like you've signed up for this thing that gets yeah. a shirt. And half the time they're like, oh, I didn't know I got that. Yeah, I'm these like, guys are chill ass fucking bosses. I love it. I mean, we I couldn't love that. fucking, we couldn't ask for better people. To support this show. Absolutely. So if you are interested, you can check us out. Uh, it's www.patreon.com slash the haunted heart. Check us out there. Yes. And I believe it is my episode. It is your episode. Oh, I gosh. hope it's your episode because I sure as shit don't have anything planned. Damn. Um, so I have to do a little bit of song and dance well, if it's my episode. Look, <laughs> looks like this is an improv episode. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Mm. The dark past. <laughs> Ooh. No, Moment I have silence. a I have a little wine poured for myself. Yeah, that wine is fucking awful. It's the worst wine I've had in recent memory, to be honest with you. Um, it's a wine that I opened. Supposedly it's a Merlot, uh, but it is a wine that I opened for cooking wine because I was I was working on a recipe. I forget even what I was making now. Some kind of chicken. But I needed red wine and I didn't want to use any of the good wine. So I was like, I guess it's time to open you yeah. dusty wine in the back of the cabinet. <laughs> and uh, and we're trying to drink it and it is not it's not quite hidden. So if you hear me wince, then that's why. Yeah. Cooking wine uh, mm-hmm. usually is just the wine that I buy while I cook. I usually don't cook with it. Just yeah. drink while cooking it. Mm-hmm. But interesting. There's a. There's a man on the bottle and he's just staring at me while I'm doing this episode. Here, I'll turn him around. Turn around. Thank you. You're not really uh, used to having an audience, huh? No, there's a face there <laughs> on the bottle. The bottle has a has a face on it and he's staring at me and it's kind of lit by the, the glow of the candlelight and it's just really weird. It's freaking you out. Yeah, he's keeping an eye on you. <laughs> freaking me out. As you suffer through this bottle of wine. Anyway, girl, what are we talking about today? Well, so without a doubt, 2020 was... An experience, to say the least. I feel like we're all coming out of it looking a little bit like Winona Ryder at the end of Heather's. Mm. Mm. You know, just that big explosion of hair, Mm -hmm. soot all over the face. You're kind of holding a cigarette in your mouth. And while we understand that there's a lot of trauma, a lot of pain, and a lot of stress there, a part of what we do here on this show is kind of finding a way of ripping into all of these dark topics and make them relatable or sometimes comical while always trying our best to remain grounded in a certain mm-hmm. level of respectfulness for all of the topics that we talk about. Mm-hmm. 
And we have covered some crazy shit this year. Or for the past year, I should say. We haven't covered anything this year yet. <laughs> We haven't covered <laughs> just this terrible wine. That's just pretty much wine. it. And our two lovely, beautiful patrons. Yes. Uh, so we went into everything from local hometown murders uh, to disappearances, viral snuff films, legends, encrypteds. So in that same vein, I kind of wanted to take a look back at some of the craziest kind of mostly lighthearted events of 2020 and mm -hmm. find a way to come together and just kind of maybe have a laugh or two while we sit here and drink this wonderful wine and just <laughs> stare dubiously into the black abyss of 2021. So kind of, we're going to go into a little, we're going to go into put our little hindsight glasses on because hindsight is, as they say, 2020. That was good. Did you, did you giggle when you wrote that? Did you give a little, <laughs> I can see your ass now <laughs> sitting on your couch and you wrote that out. You said, ooh, <laughs> So actually, actually, Miss Thing, I did not write that. That actually just came to oh, me that in was the flow? moment. That was flow. I love it. It really did. I I'll love it when it happened. What I actually, no, yeah, I did not. I ended my my script at staring dubiously into the black abyss of 2020. Love that. Okay. So that was, that that's was. That's the magic. That's the magic. That's the magic, that folks. Flow, actually. It's the magic. But. <laughs> I hate that you know me well enough to know <laughs> that if that were the case, that is exactly what I would have done. Exactly. Me sitting on the couch with my laptop mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. and just. Because <laughs> I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it. Mm -hmm. You're going to make me so self-conscious now of everything. Just understand that I see you all the time. I'm always looking at you like this man on this wine bottle. I, if you don't turn that wine bottle back around, <laughs> I'm I'm going to have nightmares. All right, girl. Honestly. So tell me about the crazy we're shit. We're just going to. Yeah, we're just going to recap it, folks. Honestly, um, I wanted something kind of lighthearted to just kick us off. Uh, and so here we go. I would like to thank first and foremost, the Indy100.com <laughs> for this listicle. Appreciate you, girl. <laughs> Thank you, Indy 100. We love you. Let's kick it off, shall we? With number one, which happened immediately after, or at the start of the new year, which was the World War III memes, the trending topics. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Happened. Yeah. So this was kind of the first major news story of 2020, um, of course, after the events that happened with the Iranian army general uh, Qasem Soleimani, who died via the airstrike on January the 3rd, which is very serious and worrying, of course. But for a few days, you really just couldn't log on to social media without seeing tons of memes mm. about World War Three. Mm -hmm. And I, let me tell you what, I was living, I remember this, because there were lots of, like, gays going into, like, World War Three, uh, And it was, like, memes that you would have of, like, someone in heels and they're doing backflips. There was that one meme of Alyssa Edwards who had, like, the big wig on. Yes. And she's got her gun. I remember that and one. And she's, like, doing her God bless. Flips. God bless Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> Just lots of... uh Lots of that. I definitely remember it. And, you know, I guess it could be deemed as kind of inappropriate. 
But it's one of those things where it's like you have to like admire the internet for taking something and like the internet can make a meme out of literally everything. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to tell you what, I most definitely, a thousand percent, would be, what's her name? The Kardashian mom. Mm. Shit. I should know this. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> why have I? Why am I blanking on this? My gay card's going to be. God, revoked. all I can think of is Linda, though. It's not. Oh, my God. This ain't good. I know this. They'd have done this intentionally. Hang on. Let's name them. Kim, Chloe. Chris. There you go. <laughs> The Holy Chris Trinity. Kardashian, yes. Where she's like in that fur coat and it's like, yeah, she's like on the about, cell phone. I think she's on a cell phone. She's like me in World War, me during the battle in the battlefield of World War three, trying to look for an iced coffee and a yeah. charger. Yes, I remember that. And a charger. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand percent would be me. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, because at that point I would just it, I would just run with it. And that's what life would be mm -hmm. for me. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to take anything seriously. Y'all know that by now. Except you'd be looking for a uh, an Irish cream cold brew. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Venti. I need an Irish cream cold brew, and then I'm good. And we need send me out. To we battle. need an Irish cream cold brew and Garage Band to work. Can you imagine if we if we were responsible for any kind of communications in an environment such as World War Three? Oh God, <laughs> honey, we can't sound check right half the time. We've been doing this shit for three years. Next month. <laughs> It will be three years. Mm. And girl, we only just got some semblance of like our shit together. Uh, of yes. Some sort mm -hmm. of like normalcy mm -hmm. with like what we're doing. I mean, shit. Normalcy. What yeah. a word. I mean, honestly. All right. Number All right, two. W. Number two. Monkeys run riot in Thai City. So, if you remember, as the world began to go into lockdown in March uh, with the consequences of COVID-19, animals who had no idea what was going on began to reclaim their rightful place on Earth. If you mm. remember where the internet was just saturated with, the Earth is healing. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, sis. The dolphins have returned. Which was the fake. Earth. Is healing itself, which is <laughs> which was fake as fuck. Edgelord bullshit thing to say. Yeah. Like I absolutely could not stand it. Yeah. But this actually happened. There actually was footage of monkeys swarming and taking over a city in Thailand, um, which was quite frankly very, very terrifying. I would imagine. <laughs> monkeys are actually absolutely horrifying um, did you you remember that story of that lady who had that pet monkey and he ripped her fucking face off no yeah she had a pet monkey she loved it there were several documentaries about like she was in like some sort of like i guess she would make videos or something but like she had this monkey as her pet and it would just sit on her shoulder all the time and she'd be like he's so docile he's so sweet he's just He's so loving. And then one day he ripped her fucking face <laughs> off of her fucking head. I mean, not a laughing matter, but. My God. Jesus. Could Dude, you imagine? Not a pet. Not a pet. Yeah. Do you remember, a lot of what was that movie? Um, there were several movies like in the late 90s with. Because there was like a, a moment where you had a bunch of kids movies with monkeys. Yeah, like Mighty like Joe kids. Young. That um, there was one um, like Dunstan checks in with yeah. the orangutan or chimp, whatever. I think I the bigger the bigger a primate is, the more I trust it. So like Mighty Joe Young and the fucking Ferris wheel scene at the end of that movie, yeah. I I will trust 
Joe Young implicitly. I love him. I'm actually deeply scarred by that film. But orangutans, fuck them. You can't trust them. That's you true. don't know what's on their mind. That's true. Well, there was a tweet that uh, was sent out with video of these monkeys swarming. And it, this was by uh, user at Zaheen says, thousands of hungry monkeys stormed the town center in Thailand because the tourists that usually fed them fled due to COVID-19. It's just a matter of time before they realize that just about four of them can take down a full grown man. Shit. And then a few months later, the local police claimed that the monkeys had well and truly taken over and that trying to stop them was, quote, hopeless. Wow. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh, yikes. That would be terrifying. You know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining that scene in Jungle Book of uh, King mm. Louis' song where he's like, want to be like you. But like <laughs> that playing the entire time these monkeys are taking over the city in a terrifying manner. Ripping someone's face off in yeah. the distance. Oh yeah. my God. There's a horror film for you. With that playing in the background, mm -hmm. I want to be like you. And then it rips the face. Oh God. Mm -hmm. There's our horror film. Jesus. Let's get to writing. Well. Number three. Did wait? Did they? Do we resolve that? No. Did we? They just. We just let them. It was have weird it. because they say that it, <laughs> because the tourists that usually fed them fled due to COVID nineteen, which makes me think that like it all happened at once. <laughs> you know what I mean, mm -hmm. like COVID happened, and then like within the next thirty minutes, they were like the oh, tourists nah. fled. Yeah. And then the monkeys just rioted. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. No conclusion. No conclusion there. Probably could have found a conclusion if I did a little more research, but I didn't. So there you have it. I'm just going to leave it open-ended for I don't you. Know, maybe we haven't heard from them anymore. Somebody should check in. Thailand, you doing okay? <laughs> definitely not. But <laughs> number three. Number three, the Pentagon releasing UFO video. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. So excited for this. I was like, we're doing it. We're doing it now. But of course, there was a whole bunch of, as, it, as there always is with shit like this, there was a whole bunch of other shit that was happening that just kind right. of smoke screened it. And like most people, even today, are walking around not fucking knowing that we got like actual, like legitimate military personnel on record uh -huh. who have seen fucking UFOs. There's a patent online that you can actually find. It's a patent of the U.S. Navy, I believe it is, mm -hmm. um, of a fucking... UFO. Exactly. These it's real. It's not fake. <laughs> Do the research yourself. It's I can there. tell you it's loved there. this when it came out. <laughs> like, yes. I can tell you were all about this. Yes. No one's paying attention though, because we got TikTok and we got Snapchat. Hey, you leave me alone. <laughs> we got fucking among us. And that's you leave. Hey, what is this? Why are you attacking me right now? I'm I just feel saying very attacked right now. I'm just saying. You got. You just got to look at the world. We got it. We got plenty of. We got plenty of shit going on. Yeah, that is true. Out here. So, like you said, in uh, much. pretty much in any other year, uh, this would have been the biggest story on the planet. <laughs> but because it happened to occur in 2020, it was kind of reduced to just something that was just a little weird to most people. Um, and even with that in mind, it is still staggering that the Pentagon released actual footage of a UFO, and now it's just out there in the public realm for everyone to see. UFO enthusiasts didn't know whether to cry or, excuse me, <clears throat> Katie didn't know whether to cry <laughs> or be completely elated. Yeah. Did I did a little cry? of both. You I did, did a little, little bit, of bit of both, actually. Yes. Um, Twitter user Nick Pope Mod says it's not every day one reads a New York Times article containing the phrase, off world vehicles not made on this earth, <laughs> which 
sounds like some crazy futuristic automobile ad. Yeah. Off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Yeah. It very much is that. I mean, you know, maybe if we could find the fucking like metal or not even necessarily metal, but the material that would be used to build such a thing. I mean, I would imagine that fucking Elon Musk would love to do so. Yeah. Uh, Nick goes on to say, when I investigated UFOs for the UK government in the 90s, I could only dream of such mainstream respectability for this subject. What a cool job investigating UFOs for the UK government in the 90s. Hell yeah. I mean, great just tell job. me you're a part of the fucking X-Files team. <laughs> great job. Shitty benefits also comes with exposing yourself to men in black repeatedly which we have already identified that you and I probably aren't going to do so well with. I mean, they're coming for us eventually because we're going to get there, but we're not going to handle it well. Yes. So number four on our list is the massive lasagna in Wembley Stadium story. So another weird sensation of the first few weeks of lockdown was memes and videos going viral on WhatsApp. Most of the stuff was utter nonsense and scams designed to catch people out, but one will undoubtedly live on in infamy, and that is the Wembley Stadium lasagna voice note. And I am going to play it for you here today. Also, just so you know, um, my sister, her boyfriend's um, brother, works for the Ministry of Defence, and one of the things that they're doing to prepare, and this won't affect London, this will be everywhere, they're basically worried that people are gonna get stuck indoors without any food. So one of the things that they're doing is they're actually working on making a massive lasagna. Um, so they're actually, at the moment as we speak, they're building like the massive lasagna sheets, um, and they're just gonna start making the layers um, today. Uh, and then hopefully, like, obviously put the put the bolognese on and then put the sheets on top. But they're having to make the special sheets, obviously, because they've not got one big enough because they're making lasagna the size of Wembley Stadium. So how they're doing it is they're actually putting the, the underground heat in at Wembley. That's going to, like, bake the lasagna, and then they're going to put the roof across. So it's like a recreate an oven. Um, and then what they're going to do is they're going to, like, carry that. Um, they've got loads of drones, and they're going to, like, lift it up with the drones, and they're going to, like like cut off little portions and like drop them into people's houses um, just so they make sure everyone's eating still and no one dies, which is obviously quite sensible. But yeah, I think I'm looking forward to that because I do quite like lasagna as well. So fair play to him. So there you have it. I mean, this man could be a city planner. This man has big ideas. Is he running? Is he running in the next election? Because I really feel like he is... He's got some plans for you us. Put, I just love you put the bolognese. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really quite looking forward to it. Like, <laughs> I mean, you could. A massive lasagna. I think, how high was this guy? So. How high was he? We could only take a guess as to how many times this was shared and listened to <laughs> by people who either found it hilarious or genuinely believed it to be true and that the Ministry of Defense was turning Wembley into a giant oven. I'm going to tell you what. I can tell you with near certainty that every single motherfucker who thought that was true was high as balls <laughs> when they heard it. And they were like, makes perfect sense to me. It's actually quite sensible. I mean, <laughs> I kind of... <laughs> Cut scene to me who's like, oh, yeah. 
You know, you know what it reminded me of, though? It reminded me of an episode of Extreme Cheapskates that I watched where this lady tried to cook a fucking lasagna in, in the dishwasher. dishwasher. She just wrapped it with a bunch of tinfoil and she put her dishes that need to be washed on the bottom and she put the lasagna on the top, which everybody knows the bottom gets hotter than the top. She was trying to cook it. That's why I don't eat a lot of people's cooking. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a lie. I, I eat mean, of people's cooking. <laughs> yeah. I just don't care. No, but I mean, it makes me think that I should care. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that I could tell the difference between a lasagna that was cooked in a dishwasher or Wembley Stadium versus I, one that was cooked in a nice oven. I'm going to go for the Wembley Stadium yeah. lasagna. I love the concept of picking a gigantic stadium-sized lasagna up and, like, cutting pieces of it off and dropping it into houses when I can't. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll cut the lasagna and I'll get my spatula and I can barely scoop underneath the lasagna portion and get it onto the plate before it just comes completely fucking apart, right? Honestly, if there was a lasagna that big, that would be goals. Like, I would want to just dive into just the lasagna in as long as it wasn't, like, super hot. Like, let it cool down first. <laughs> I don't want to end up with third-degree burns from jumping into this giant lasagna. Uh, yeah. But let it cool first, and I would be all about it. But should work on that. It was all the work of a man named Billy McLean, who initially did it as a joke to cheer people up before things got got out of hand. He told ITV News, initially it was just a joke amongst my friends, but quickly it became apparent how worrying it is that something shared just among friends in a living room with a mobile phone can quickly spread. Obviously, this joke was fine, but sort of the information that people could believe to be true could be quite dangerous. One of the things it's shown me is that people have a sense of humor, even in difficult times. It's good that people can have a laugh and a joke with it. Overall, it's had a positive impact. Which has a point. I mean, how fast things can just spread. Especially if it's a lasagna. Yeah, it can. It certainly can. <laughs> spread with its gooey tendrils of mozza- mozzarella. I just fucking love lasagna. Number five on our list here. And you know it, and I know it's coming. The Tiger King craze. Mm. Doesn't it a, seem like it was a lifetime such ago? Such a though. long time ago. It was such a weird point in 2020s history. Like, yeah. everyone was obsessed with it. It yeah. was the first major cultural sensation of 2020, uh, thanks to Netflix. And the series about unusual big cat enthusiasts in Oklahoma. Mm. Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, excuse me, that bitch Carol Baskin. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. We're really respectful of titles here on the show. Yes. Became legit stars almost overnight as their bitter feud, which almost resulted in murder and Exotic being incarcerated, captivated viewers uh, both sides of the Atlantic and pretty much the globe, if I'm not mistaken. Baskin is now a contestant on Dancing with the Stars, which did you see that? Did you happen to see her dancing with the stars? I did. It was on another Briefly. Yeah. This story has actually blown up to be more than I could have ever imagined because I actually first heard about Joe Exotic on last podcast on the left, which was years ago. And uh, they were discussing like how, you know, because this was an underground story, you know, when it happened. It was quite a small story, but it was crazy as hell. And everybody was like, oh, this this would be really interesting if this 
like if somebody picked this up to tell the story of this or whatever. And then, of course, you know, a couple of years later, the documentary came out. And so it's like, huh, wow, this actually did balloon into exactly what we thought it would be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. And then uh, you had the likes of uh, Donald Trump Jr., who shared the uh, there was a picture of what was supposed to be Joe Exotic with his with. Donald Trump's face on it kind of like merged together. Interesting. And now that's an interesting branding for your, for your cult of personality. Yes. And it, the caption on the Instagram post just says, ha 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 ha. I love the internet. I heard about this guy. Mm. <laughs> so yes, the tiger King craze. There you have it. Number six. Uh, apparently, and this was news to me, people were very excited about uh, Gillian Anderson uh, playing Margaret Thatcher on The Crown. Yes. Which I actually ended up watching a bit of The Crown, which Did was you? unusual Did for me. Did you feel enriched? Hmm. <laughs> mm. So I actually started watching it because the actress that plays Princess Diana mm -hmm. was really good. And I was like, damn, she kind of like she... It's kind of spot on, mm. um, but I started watching it. But away from Tiger King, uh, Netflix caused uh, some uproar, apparently, um, about this and a lot of head scratching after which apparently, according to this article, Jillian Anderson is a bombshell and she was set to be cast as Margaret Thatcher in the as the British prime minister uh, mm -hmm. in the fourth season of The Crown. So apparently people were really concerned about that. I don't know why. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Uh, at Gary Witta says Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher in The Crown is seriously freaking me out. I've never felt more sexually confused in my life. Apparently, she also her she was with the creator of that show. Oh, really? And they split after four years together. Interesting. I just can't yeah. get over like the voice that like long drawn out like. Yes. Yeah. It was just I could really see weird. it though. She's a great actress. She's a really I great could see actress. It too. I don't know why people were freaking out. I mean, I love the hair. I love the costuming. It was actually a pretty good show from what yeah. I saw of it. So what if, you know, this is a reimagining. What if what if she had been, you know, <laughs> a sex a sex pistol? Maybe. What if Margaret Thatcher Margaret Thatcher in the sex pistols? There you go. There's your movie. Margaret I Thatcher wanted Gillian Anderson to play Bond. That's what mm. I wanted. I wanted Jillian, Jillian Anderson to be our new Bond. Well, so I'm excited that we finally got a woman Bond. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. We love that. Uh, I fully support a woman Bond. It was either that. I wanted um, either that. I wanted a woman Bond or I wanted Idris Elba. One of the two. I, was ha I would be happy with either. I got one. We're good. But so who is going to be? Female Bond. So the female Bond, let me do a quick uh, research here. I let me do a quick research Lash here. The fuck? <laughs> Lashana Lynch, I believe, is really? the... Yes, and that is confirmed. Oh, damn. Oh, she's beautiful, yeah. actually. Wow. So I'm really excited for that. Fuck yeah. I wanted Lady Bond. Oh, damn. Look, I'm learning. I'm learning things as we go. <laughs> I didn't know we were getting a lady bond. I really wanted a lady bond. Listen, this is an educational podcast. Okay? Edutainment, please. Edu Edutainment. Edutainment, if you will. <laughs> Edutainment. Yeah, that's good. So number seven. 
stepping away from TV, we're heading into politics again. People thought that Kim Jong-un was dead. Mm-hmm. So for the record, uh, he's not. Not dead. Mm. Uh, however, for a short period in April, people genuinely believed that he had passed away thanks to a lot of misinformation that was being spread about the dictator. Despite there being no confirmation about Kim's death, the Internet still went ahead and made lots of memes as others were speculating that his sister uh, was set to replace him. Twitter user at Drill says, uh, Kim Jong-un, sir, we don't see eye to eye on many policies, but I look forward to you recovering from being brain dead so we can share a beer. Is that a thing that happens? <laughs> I look forward to you recovering from being brain dead, you know, so that we can hang. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, We're not medical professionals here, so uh, who are we to say what can and cannot happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I hope maybe he did get his beer. We can only hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Right? Just put it in the IV line. It'd be fine. <laughs> Just put it in an IV. Number eight, uh, Elon Musk and Grimes baffled everyone with their choice of baby name. So the musician and the South African entrepreneur are one of the most unlikely celebrity couples in the world today. And keeping true to their surreal relationship, they welcomed their first child into the world. Their choice for the child's name was, I can't even fucking pronounce it. It's XAEA-12 Musk, which Grimes gave a full and clear explanation behind on Twitter. X being the unknown variable, uh, AE, which is her elven spelling of AI, meaning love and or artificial intelligence. A minus 12 is equal to the precursor to the SR-17, which is their favorite aircraft, uh, which apparently is, no, is not weaponized. It's not for defense. It's just for speed. Great in battle, but nonviolent. Plus A, which is equal to Archangel, her favorite song. Apparently it translates to Metal Rat. <laughs> Rich people are so fucking weird, I man. Just that. What? Uh, what? So there was some dispute as to whether the baby. Can baby's you imagine? Name, nah, no, well, nah. Can you imagine being the substitute teacher that has to teach this son of a bitch in like ten or twelve years? I mean, what are you gonna say when you come across that name on the roll? So here's the thing. You know who you are. Is you here, girl? <laughs> It's just actually the dial-up internet sound from the 90s that plays. That's how you actually pronounce the, the child's name. And it's like, and do we have... <laughs> or, just, or just a scream in the distance? <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, there was some dispute as to whether the baby's name was legal, as the use of numbers in a name is outlawed by California law. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Which led the proud parents to call the child X A E A XII instead. Mm. I don't know how you pronounce that. Like I said, I'm just going to leave it to the dial up modem huh. and leave it at that. But yes, I thought, like, you remember back, back in the day when we thought it was weird that, like, celebrities, like, who was it that named their child, like, Apple? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, we thought that was weird. We we did. But at least that was a word in English. 
Not knocking names that are words in other languages, but I mean, it just seems like we're reaching real far with but that. But this one. doesn't even like. Uh, yeah. Come on. Anyway, I'm just going to leave it at that. Maybe that's what I'll name my baby. It rolls off the tongue. It right? very much does. Quite like when the gates for our number nine, the gates to uh, the Rock's house, when he pulled them off. What? Uh, we all know that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is strong as muscles on his muscles, but this is ridiculous. In September, he shared pictures on Instagram of the electric gates to his house completely demolished and lying on the ground. Turns out there was a power outage at the star's home, which left him locked in the grounds. However, Johnson still needed to go to work. So he did what any normal person would do and literally just ripped the fucking gates off their hinges. Everybody after quarantine. (laughs) And there's a picture on Instagram where the gates were just quite literally just ripped off. And he posted the picture on Instagram with the caption, not my finest hour. Mm. (laughs) But a man's got to go to work. I guess. I mean, you just call in. <laughs> Sorry, man. We experienced a power outage due to severe storms, causing my front gate not to open. I tried to override the hydraulic system to open the gates, which usually works when power goes out, but this time it wouldn't. Made some calls to see how fast I can get the gate tech on site, but I didn't have 45 minutes to wait. By this time, I know I have hundreds of production crew members waiting for me to come to work so we can start our day. So I did what I had to do. I pushed, pulled, and ripped the gate completely off myself, tore it out of the brick wall, severed the steel hydraulics, and threw it on the grass. I'm going to tell you what. (laughs) Don't piss this man off. Do not. Do not piss this man off. Uh, Our primary concern 2021 should be making sure that the rock is fine. That the rock is happy. Is happy. But there, there's some good news. Uh, he goes on to say that his security team was able to meet the gate technician and welders about an hour later. And they were apparently, quote, in disbelief and equally scared. <laughs> Again, not my finest hour, but I had to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm uh, the 100 emoji ready to be. Uh, he's hashtagged it Black Adam. I don't know if that's what that. Maybe what that's that what he's what he's filming. Maybe what he's filming. He's I don't know, but definitely. Well, number ten, a star went missing. Stars, as in those outer and outer space, uh, don't traditionally vanish without a trace. It's just not something that they do. However, that's exactly what happened to a star that was two point five million times brighter than the sun. The blue star, also known as luminous blue variables Mm. was in the Kinman dwarf galaxy. That's Elon Musk's second child's name. It's a staggering 75 million light years away from earth and had began to be observed by astronomers between 2001 and 2011, but now it's not there. And weirdly the star didn't even supernova, which sounds like a great way (laughs) to say that you came. Hmm. I didn't even supernova. It's sort of like that. They sort of just explode into nothingness. Our sun will do that one day. Eventually, yeah. So that's, yeah, usually what happens when a star vanishes. Uh, In a statement released by the European Southern Observatory, Andrew Allen, a PhD student at Dublin's Trinity College and the lead researcher on the study, said, it would be highly unusual for such a massive star to disappear without producing a bright supernova explosion. Instead, we were surprised to find out that the star had disappeared. If true, this would be the first direct detection of such a monster star uh, ending its life in this manner. Did Mm. we maybe just like move the telescope? (laughs) 
out of the way. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Just I don't maybe like move it. it back. I don't like that. That seems open ended. Yeah. Mm. It's a little concerning. But moving on. Number 11. QAnon supporters thought that JFK Jr. was going to become Trump's running mate. The QAnon conspiracy is probably the most dangerous and worrying theory linked to Trump and his presidency. Mm -hmm. Trump and his administration have tried to distance themselves from it, but haven't publicly disavowed the cult-like following, which believes that there's a secret individual in the government who is attempting to expose a deep state satanic pedophile ring that is trying to undermine Trump's presidency. That's probably one of their least unhinged theories, as in October, some followers genuinely believed that John F. Kennedy Jr., who has been dead since 1999, was going to come out of hiding and replace Mike Pence as Trump's running mate. I tell you what, though, what a spectacle would that have been? (laughs) (laughs) I would would be very interesting. Yeah, uh, some Twitter users uh, shared an image that says... uh, it's got pictures of both of them on it, and it says JFK Jr. to be announced at Dallas Rally October 17th as President oh, not Dallas 2020 running mate. Oh, and no. they captioned it, mark your calendars. I <laughs> Yeah, I, I, not Dallas. I think QAnon mostly now is trolls. Probably. Number 12, Miley Cyrus claims she once had an experience with an alien after being chased by a UFO. I read this story. You did. I read the story. Of course I read this story. Because it has UFOs in it. So we're going back to the the UFOs here. Um, Miley Cyrus claimed to have had an experience with an alien in front of a taco shop. (laughs) Who among us? Who among (laughs) us has not? You know, let he who is without blame be the first to cast stones. I certainly won't be casting any. Right. Her quote from Interview Magazine says, I'm pretty sure about what I saw, but I'd also bought weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco shop. So it could have been the weed wax. It looked at me and we made eye contact. And I think that's what really shook me, looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. I was shaken for like five days. It fucked me up. I couldn't really look at the sky the same. I thought they might come back. Mm Mm-hmm. This article does go on to say that it sounds like a case for the men in black, which we're not going to. No, we're not. They, they, I don't think they, <laughs> they, don't. they understand. They don't understand. The Indy 100 doesn't. They don't get that. We should we should hit them up. Let them know. Spread the word. Yes. Number 13, an airline offered people a flight to nowhere and it fucking sold out. Of course. With the pandemic restricting people's travel this year, airlines have been forced to improvise to at least give passengers the feeling that they are allowed to fly around <laughs> the world. The Australian airline Qantas offered customers the chance to fly. I, I think that's how you say it. Qantas. Yeah, Qantas. Yeah. yeah, that's right. To fly around the sites of Australia and even travel to Antarctica without even leaving the plane before touching right down where it had left off in Sydney. It doesn't sound that thrilling, and with prices ranging between 575 American dollars and 2,765 American dollars, you could understand if people passed on it. But, bizarrely, it became one of the airline's most popular flights ever and sold out in just 10 minutes, which is insane. Uh, A spokesperson for Qantas said, it's probably the fastest-selling flight in Qantas history, 
People clearly miss travel and the experience of flying. If the demand is there, we'll definitely look at doing more of these scenic flights while we all wait for borders to open. I would like to rephrase this and say that it's probably the fastest selling flight and that people clearly miss travel, a.k.a. rich people clearly miss travel because who's going to spend $575 during the middle of a pandemic to go on a flight to fucking nowhere just to fly around? But also, aren't you exposing yourself to like dangerous shit? Like all I'm the danger saying, of travel with none of the benefits? I'm just saying. <laughs> Interesting. What are you going to see? Oh, okay. There's fucking, I mean, I don't know. Uh, number 14 on our list here is Ben Shapiro, who's singing the lyrics to WAP. Yes. Yes. I remember this. And becoming what a, a meme. blessing. <laughs> we all know the phenomenon that is WAP. Uh, the sexually explicit song features some of the most graphic lyrics you'll ever hear and is all the better for it. It's not to everyone's taste, though, and we shouldn't be surprised that it offended many conservatives in America, chief among them, Ben Shapiro, who attempted to criticize the song on his podcast by literally reading the lyrics out, but censoring one word that he was too embarrassed to say. <laughs> Unfortunately for Ben, this went viral and the internet had a filled day with memes, as per. Number 15. Uh, I don't really know who this person is, but apparently they're a, I, I guess a social media star, but it's a, a pop star uh, by the name of Jedward from I've Ireland. I've never heard, I've never heard it's of an it, Irish Jedward. pop star or pop group named Jedward. Okay. I'll be checking that one out. Uh, but apparently they took aim at politicians and branded Donald Trump and Boris Johnson Poundland Jedward for trying to copy their hairstyles. There's a picture here if you could you could see the 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 Donald Trump wind blown in there. Oh, I'm familiar with it, unfortunately. But the most popular moment came when they mocked Noel Gallagher after it emerged that the former Oasis band member was an anti-masker. The twins tried to help Gallagher see his mistakes by rewriting the lyrics to his classic hit Wonderwall by saying, Today is gonna be the day at Noel Gallagher that we're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what, what you, you got to do. do and wear a mask because we're going to be the ones that save you. And after all, we're your wonder wall. Love, Jedward. Touching. <laughs> Touching. <laughs> Number 16. There was a reverse waterfall in Australia. Hmm. Now, there have been plenty of weird weather-based phenomenons uh, in 2020, like the heat wave that just didn't want to end and the fire tornado in California. However, we're not sure anything was stranger than the waterfall that went backwards in Australia hmm. as wind gusts reached 70 kilometers. Is that it? 70? Yeah. Kilometers? That's a measure of length, right? Is that a speed? I don't know. Kilometers per hour. Yeah. Yeah, like miles per hour. <laughs> the yeah. rest of the world is like, you're an idiot. No. <laughs> and tell you're American. Got it. Uh, several waterfall in the Royal National Park near Sydney actually started to be blown backwards, creating a uh, literal reverse waterfall, which is pretty terrifying, if you ask me. Number 17, possibly my favorite on the list. A pair of gay penguins stole an egg from a pair of lesbian penguins. You know... Now, if you had drama in the Dutch LGBTQ penguin community on your 2020 bingo card, then congratulations. Your luck has come in. Over at the Amersfoort's Zoo, a pair of gay penguins stole an entire batch of eggs 
to hatch as their own from a lesbian couple. The gay penguins named Tux and Flipper have a reputation for causing trouble, having previously stolen a single egg in 2019, which failed to hatch. Damn. They clearly didn't want to be foiled again, and this time stole an entire batch of eggs and also took over two enclosures. Now, although the pair seemed determined to get their own little penguins, it's unlikely to happen. Zookeeper Sander Drost explained to some TV show that I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of that because the eggs were produced by a lesbian couple, they wouldn't be fertilized and are unlikely to bring any baby penguins into the world. Drost does believe that one day a same-sex penguin couple could conceivably lay an egg that hatches. They need to. They need a donor. They need to hook them up. They need to hook them up with a with the surrogate. I love this like Tux and Flipper rom com that we yes. have going on. Yes. They needed. They need a show. They need a podcast. They need a podcast. They need Absolutely. a podcast. They're just trying. It's to start sort of a like having a child. Kind of. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I just. I wish them. You know what? I wish them the best of luck in their endeavors. Absolutely. Number eighteen. Who could forget it? Murder hornets. Murder mm. Hornets took the stage mm-hmm. for 2020. Now, this pesky insect, also known as the Asian giant hornet, made their way into the United States in May and quickly alarmed people as stories about them taking over honeybee hives, decapitating their less aggressive winged friends, and taking their corpses home to feed their young swarmed the internet. Bees did, Bees really didn't need that. They didn't. You know, they're, just, got a try, lot of they're just trying to fucking do the best that they can. For us. Mm-hmm. I think so too. They didn't need that. They're like, listen, humans, you have your drama. Like, we didn't need it. We're just over here right. trying to keep all of you alive. Right. We're trying to carry this motherfucker on our backs. Yeah. So it seems like it's from a horror movie. And for a brief moment, the idea of murder hornets running rampant in the US combined with a pandemic had people fearing the worst. Uh, user, Twitter user at Chudney Spears. <laughs> Says, uh, I feel like God is using an end of the world problem generator and just got murder hornets. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, as we all know, nothing quite happened out of that. And they just kind of fell off. Mm. Either that or they fell back in their plotting. Potentially. Number 19. Water discovered on the moon. Mm. I remember this. So much like the previous UFO story, water being discovered on the surface of the moon would be a gigantic fucking story. But Mm -hmm. 2020 is going to 2020. This year really doesn't want anything about space becoming anything more than a weird news story. Mm -hmm. Does it? At NASA tweeted, in case you missed it, (laughs) using our uh, at Sophia telescope, we found water on the moon's sunlit surface for the first time. Scientists think the water could be stored inside glass bead-like structures within the soil that can be smaller than the tip of a pencil. Scientists and experts are yet to state what they believe will be the implications of this landmark discovery. But in the meantime, everyone couldn't resist making memes, a.k.a. WAP. (laughs) (laughs) As Twitter user at Alex underscore ABADS shared a picture of Cardi and... What does the P stand Megan. for? Tell me the P doesn't stand for planet. Tell me it doesn't stand for planet. I don't know. All they posted. What does it stand for, Kenny? I need to know that it's not what ass planet because moon's not a planet. Moon's a moon. Moon's different than a planet. Moon orbits a planet. I don't know. I'm real upset. I don't know. Oh, God. 
The Washington Post just simply posted, moon's wet. Moon's wet. <laughs> and he responded. Moon's haunted and wet. With uh, a picture of Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and said, their impact. <laughs> hmm. Oh, gosh. You know, I hope, I, I hope more for us in 2021. <laughs> the official uh, Twitter account on Twitter, which the... <laughs> Oh, official. Twitter's Twitter's, Twitter's account. Twitter account. That's always weird. Says if the moon can hydrate, so can you. Which mm. NASA responded back with H two O, more like H two O. I fucking love NASA's social media is actually incredible. If you don't follow it, you definitely should. Because whoever is whoever's running social media over there is phenomenal. I mean, honestly, NASA's I want social that media job. is bomb. Like they're like, you know, we really don't need you to have any type of like science degree science degree or intelligence we really just yeah. want to hire you because you're witty and like can make one-liner comebacks right like if you just read the articles and then just you know have like a, a basic zinger. understanding just shoot those zingers out where's that job i want for that for like you know like the wendy's the fast food mm. maybe you could be the one for nasa and i could be the one for like wendy's or, or burger mm. king mcdonald's what have you maybe that's the future who knows what 21 Maybe. Maybe we should have gone to school for marketing. Then maybe we could market this podcast better than we have over the past three years. <laughs> uh, number 20 on our list and the final one, they list it as Brexit, but I'm not. I thought that was a lame one to end on. So mm. I'm going to end it on our Utah monolith. That's what I'm going to place mm. for number one. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, to me, more exciting. <laughs> the monolith thing. So now I think the ones that are popping up more recently are more trolls. Um, the monolith thing is a little disturbing. Of course, it could be a troll of people who are bored. However, I mean, there is there's a lot going on. We had that star that disappeared. We have the, the U.S. government finally owning up and kind of like laying the groundwork for full disclosure in the future. We have Grimes dial up, baby. That, I think that's its own problem. Um, but there is a lot of things that are kind of coming together surrounding the whole concept of aliens and, and other worlds and things like that. And it might be a topic that we have to revisit on the podcast in 2021 because I think you know, I think we it's high time to dig into that a bit. More. I think it's interesting because I think there are some people who believe that we are going into the age of Aquarius right now for talking astrology, mm. which is mm -hmm. supposed to be like all about that higher self, like weird. That's actually, I'm not going to go too far into it because that's actually an episode idea that I want to get into mm. is talking about the different ages and astrology and all of that. But it would be interesting to start seeing more of that come through in this age. But it was just really weird because you had these monoliths that start popping up like the first one was in Utah, which in and of itself is really weird. And then, you know, just kind of like disappears. And then you start seeing some popping up all over the all over the globe. Many, uh, I believe, were built by artists who mm. were trying to mimic the right. monolith or was some sort of like people say that it could be some sort of guerrilla marketing campaign. Right. Or something. Right. You know, uh, maybe it's fucking Elon Musk and Grimes gorilla campaign for their fucking baby who for their knows? new line of dildos <laughs> perhaps one can only hope i don't know but we do love a sharp edge we do Ooh, 
I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But you remember uh, we started seeing like all of those memes. Like you'd see the fucking monolith in the toilet. Like woke up, went to the bathroom, and there's a monolith in your fucking toilet. Yeah, I remember that. Article. So we love that. We love that the overall theme of 2020 is that even in the darkest of times, the internet will find a way to make a meme out of it. Yeah. And we love that. So. Coping. That is. It's coping. And that's what we're doing here. But that is your list of kind of lighthearted events that happened in 2020. 20 or 20. You get it. It's a theme. We're there. We're in 2021 now. Moving forward. Love Moving it. Moving forward. Thank you for that review. I think I'm going to choose to remember those items and only those items from 2020 moving forward. <laughs> well, thank you for that lovely walk down memory lane. You're and welcome. as we said, we're going to embrace the light. We're going to embrace love, healing energy moving forward into 2021. I do, you know, I feel like there is sort of this movement to, you know, not say anything and be superstitious and be like, don't say anything about how 2021 is going to be. Don't say anything. Because uh-huh. everybody said 2020 was going to be their year. But you guys know that I'm a little bit, um, I kind of think of things a bit differently when it comes to things like that. And I think, you know, if if you're going to, Make it a good year. You have to do that. You have to bring that energy to it. You can kind of shape it. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's out of our control right now, but you, what you are in control of is your own mind. You have bodily autonomy over yourself and over your mind, and those are the things that you can use to create a good year for yourself or a reflective year, whatever it is that you need moving into 2021 just sort of focus on what is within the scope of your control. Cause it's really easy to get overwhelmed by the stuff that's not within the scope of our control. So focus yep. on what you can control and to those things, bring good intentions. And that way you can sort of manifest what you want out of this year actively. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want more good stuff in your life, you can start with us, honey. Really? Really? Start with us. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we're good people. We're good. Uh, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, maybe. Um, you can find us on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. You can find us on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, if you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, you can find our Facebook page where you can drop us a like, give us a five-star review. You will also find our private Facebook group. You will need to request to join, but once you have requested to join, either myself, Kenny, or a member of our Murder Mod Squad will approve you to join the group. And we keep it private just for you guys for your own privacy so that you can kind of have a separate space away from the rest of your Facebook page where people aren't seeing what you're posting unless they are also a member of the group. And at that point, it's like Fight Club, you know, you don't talk about Fight Club. But we do love for you to talk about us to your family and friends. One thing that uh, really helps uh, the show is, is by leaving reviews. So whatever platform that you're listening to us on right now, if you will drop us a five star uh, rating and give us a little bit of a review, we do love to read them on the show. It is always a good time. Um, and that does help us in the, uh, the algorithm gods that rule our eternal lives. If you would like to support the show, as we mentioned up top, you can go to patreon.com slash the haunted heart and sign up to support us. Uh, Tears start at a dollar a month. We do have a bunch of backlog secret uh, special Patreon exclusive content there, and we are constantly releasing new things there as well. So if you want more haunted heart in your life, that is where you can find it, my loves. Absolutely. That's where you can find us waiting for you. Always waiting for you. And carrying you forth into this new year. 
I'm excited about it. We're going to do what we can. How about that? <laughs> I love that little fist action that you gave. Absolutely. Do what Rosie we the can. River. We're going to do fist, what we can. Fist bump. All right, darklings. From both of us to you, best wishes for a beautiful, happy, healthy 2021. And until next time, stay spooky. spooky.